the Cleveland Browns ended up trading out of selection number 44 for one more selection in the third round and two selections in the third round. In the third round last night, the Cleveland Browns selected cornerback Martin Emerson Jr. out of Mississippi State, defensive end Alex Wright out of the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and wide receiver David Bell out of Purdue. We'll break these players down now on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, as you all know, appreciate all the faithful Lockdown Browns listeners for making Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. So all the new listeners coming to Lockdown Browns this week for Draft Week. Uh, we are daily podcast five days a week, YouTube in, imminent. So please, everybody, stick around. Um, the Browns finally on the board in the 2022 NFL Draft. Certainly took a while as Andrew Barry and company did not possess a first-round pick. Um, first slated to make a selection at pick 44. The Browns traded pick 44 to the Houston Texans, acquiring pick 68, pick 106, and pick 128. So the Browns with three third-round picks, three fourth-round picks in the 2022 NFL Draft, a sixth and two sevenths. Um, it did seem a little odd trading out of 44. There are certainly players there that we had felt and talked about a ton that we thought would uh, be great you know, for the Browns going further. Um, but the other thing is, is if you think about it, you know, the Browns are not drafting a starter in this draft. I believe we all believe where the assumption of Jadavian Clowney is returning to this team, which means the Browns do not have a starting position open right now. Defensive tackle, there was not going to be anybody that was going to come in here as a rookie right away uh, and change that landscape. <clears throat> so I do think we need to understand that any selections that Browns are making in this draft we're going to be for depth purposes. Um, so now we dig into it a little bit here. The Browns last night do get finally to business at pick number 68. They take cornerback Martin Emerson Jr. out of Mississippi State. Uh, Browns on the clock again at 78. Alex Wright, defensive end at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. And then to close the Browns night, 99 overall, wide receiver David Bell out of the University of Purdue. Um, we'll start here with Martin Emerson Jr. Um, you look at PFF, the coverage grades are solid. One year he was high as a, in the 89.2. One thing that stands out to me about a player like Martin Emerson Jr. is the tackle numbers. You know, it's very rare that you see, you know, cornerbacks with, you know, total tackles in the numbers of the 50s. And Martin Emerson did that in two years down in Starkville. Six, one and a half, 200 pounds. Certainly the, um, you know, the size commensurate more to A.J. Green. Denzel Ward, of course, has been kept here. Um, but you get some more size in here with a player like Martin Emerson Jr. Um, relative athletic score of eight and a half. So that's certainly a pretty positive number for Martin Emerson Jr., only one interception as a freshman in his time in Mississippi State. I can understand that would cause some people some pause and hesitation. 
you know, with cornerbacks, you're looking, you know, that is, you know, turnovers are, is the number you're looking for. I do wonder with Emerson, with his size, with his athleticism, his ability to, you know, uh, click and close, so to speak, uh, as far as a willing tackler, if this is a player that maybe the Browns are looking to maybe use in some safety looks, um, you know, put him back there as a long rangy guy, you know, on the roof, playing deep center field, or is he a guy you're going to use more line of scrimmage, you know, maybe around the line of scrimmage. Let him, you know, maneuver, navigate. Obviously, a guy that's going to be heavily invested in special teams as, you know, he'll walk into this, you know, team as the lowest man on the corner totem pole. I know there's some questions as to why the Browns went corner with their first overall selection in this draft. And I get it. I do. I truly do. Um, Especially, you know, noting now that Denzel Ward is here for the long term. Greg Newsom is here for four more years. Um, Greedy Williams, this is the last year of his contract with the Cleveland Browns. Same could be said for Ty Hill, last year of his contract with the Cleveland Browns. A.J. Green, this will be his third year as an undrafted free agent. He'll have the opportunity to move on if he chooses so. Um, so we'll do see how all that plays out. Um, so you can see the need of maybe getting somebody in here earlier than maybe getting somebody in here later. Um, obviously, Emerson is a player that the Browns front office is extremely high on. Again, once again, they went to a power five school, um, which has kind of been the M.O. through the first two drafts here for M- Andrew Barry. Uh, but a player like Martin Emerson Jr., the cornerback out of Mississippi State, um, he'll have to come in. He'll have to compete. He'll have to fight for playing time. But here is somebody the Browns thought that was, you know, obviously somebody too good to pass up. Um, we'll get to, you know, players that they lost from the trade, uh, you know, the opportunity to draft from the trade here a little bit later on. But Martin Emerson Jr., a cornerback out of Mississippi State, he is your first member of the Browns 2022 NFL draft class. In the third round as well, number 78 overall. Now, this was a pick that we had talked about. I had actually put out a tweet last night thinking that he would be one of their selections. Um, So sort of half right, even though I did lose out on Nick Cross. And, you know, those tears will float for a little while for Nick Cross. (laughs) But all the best to Nick Cross in Indianapolis. Um, Alex Wright, over six foot five, 275, uh, 200, over 270 pounds. Long, big Dude, he's not going to wow you athletically. We don't re- have any real athletic numbers from Alex uh, Wright. Uh, strained a peck during the draft process. Uh, hurt his ability to test. Um, he did it while he was doing the bench press. Um, so no real 40 time, no real agilities on a player like Alex Wright. Um, at a UAB, obviously this is a guy not from a Power 5 school. Um, the production was fantastic. Um, not just with the seven and a half sacks, not just with four tip balls. But, you know, a pass rush win percentage of 25%, that is damn good wherever you play. Obviously, Alex Wright is going to have to take a step up in competition here in the NFL, but he's going to come in. He's going to learn from a player in Miles Garrett, most likely learning from a player like Jadavian Clowney, um, work with a player like Chase Winovich, who's got two years in the league. Alex Wright has the ability. He has the size. He has the talent. It's just going to be putting in some work. And when you start your draft in the third round, like the Cleveland Browns chose to do this year, you're not getting finished, polished projects. It's just not the way it works. It's going to be players that you know need to have refinement, need to accept coaching and have coaching work with them and put in the time. It's going to be film work. It's going to be extra reps after practice. It's going to be a little more time in the weight room. And that's okay. But a player like Alex Wright, 
where you got him at 78. Um, the Browns like their DNs normally on the bigger side. And, you know, you saw that with Clowney. You've seen that with Miles Garrett. Alex Wright is certainly one of those guys size-wise that works here for this team. Um, is he going to be an immediate contributor? That's going to depend on Alex Wright um, and what he does through, you know, rookie OTAs, how he handles training camp, how he handles exhibition games. But this is a pick I'm very excited about in Alex Wright. This is a pick that we thought really was going to be a guy that the Browns would want, the Browns would have interest in. And they did so by getting Alex Wright out of University of Alabama with pick 78 overall. We'll get to David David Bell, some, uh, some other overall thoughts from night two of the NFL draft. We'll give you some thoughts here going into day three on your latest Locked On Browns. Stick around. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150 thousand verified five star reviews continuing on here on lock browns obviously we mentioned martin emerson jr being drafted at number 68 overall first selection for the 2022 class for your cleveland browns alex wright defensive end uab 78 overall um for your cleveland browns and number 99 david bell wide receiver out of purdue university david bell as the college football season closed, was a very, very highly thought of name at the wide receiver position. Um, the production was incredible. Almost 3,000 yards from 2019 to 2020 to 2021. Remember, 2020, Big Ten, their season was really, really short. David Bell had the most receiving yards in college football between 2019 and 2021 as far as anybody that was in this year's draft class. Then became the draft process. David Bell ran a 4-6 at the Combine. David Bell had a relative athletic score that was not very good. So you had the ultimate yin and yang here with a draft prospect. You had a guy whose production was fantastic. You had a guy whose tape was solid. But you had a guy whose athletic testing was not commensurate with his peers which causes a problem, which causes a slide here. Um, the Browns certainly did themselves no favor by moving out of 44 and going all the way back to 68. By doing that, you lost out on the Alec Pierces of the world. You lost out on George Pickens, of course, and many, many other wide receivers. So the Browns waited a while to get involved in the wide receiver market at number 99 overall. But you take into account, this is some of what David Bell did this fall against bigger competition. Against the Ohio State Buckeyes, 11 receptions for 103 yards. Against the Michigan State Spartans, 11 receptions, 217 yards. Against Iowa, 11 receptions for 240 yards. So if you think David Bell can't play, I'm sorry, you're certainly mistaken. David Bell can plays kind of like a big slot. He can play as the receiver. Um, 
the speed, obviously, it, it's it, it, it's in a little bit of an issue here, and you wonder if he's going to find a way to be able to win with this type of success he had at Purdue for the Browns. You certainly have some pause and hesitation there. I get it. But the value here at 99 of a player who put up almost 3,000 yards receiving in his three last three years at, at Purdue, playing in the Big Ten, playing against Big Ten competition, it's nothing really to sneeze at. Um, you look at this wide receiver room, you know where the pecking order begins. It begins with Amari Cooper as your wide receiver one. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had a nice progression path from being a former sixth-round pick, limited as a rookie, 14 receptions, a lot more production in year two, again, where he was forced into more playing time than the Browns had him ready for. He was the darling of the summer, but then Jarvis Landry was involved. Then Odell Beckham Jr. obviously became involved. Then Odell was gone. Jarvis was hurt. And here was Donovan Peoples-Jones once again being thrust up into more playing time. I think the path is there for Donovan Peoples-Jones to be a successful wide receiver in this in the NFL. Um, does a player like David Bell bring him competition? I would say yes, no doubt about it. Um, both bring some size to the room. Um, Anthony Schwartz, certainly within that room. Um, you know, we saw some good of Anthony Schwartz week one at Kansas City. Christmas Day in Green Bay, there was a large gap of missed time for wide receiver Anthony Schwartz due to the concussion that he suffered against the New England Patriots. Missed out on a lot of practice reps. Um, missed out on a lot of preparation where he would have been a player involved. Um, certainly hurt Anthony Schwartz's rookie year. But you look now as to where this room is, and of course you factor in you know whatever role maybe Jakeem Grant is going to have. He will be used by the Browns as a wide receiver. I still think he's primarily here as a return man. But Amari Cooper... Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, Jakeem Grant. That's the makings of a wide receiver room. Um, you know, does Jarvis Landry come back? I don't think the David Bell move changes anything about David uh, about whether or not Jarvis Landry would come back to the Cleveland Browns, either on his end or on the Browns' end. Um, so I don't think, you know, either that's going to eliminate that. Um, but, you know, I understand some people are probably a little sour with the work the Browns did last evening. Um, I think for me, the biggest shock was just moving out of 44 and dropping all the way back to 68. One thing that does tell me is they probably have a firm belief that JV and Clowney will return to this team for the 2022 NFL season, which is fine, which I think we all kind of figured is what we're all kind of hoping for. I don't think they would have made the drop that far if they thought there was a real possibility Clowney was not going to be joining them to run it here in 2022. Um, with the trade back, I mean, and look, you know, losing out on a player like George Pickens, who we all liked. Alec Pierce, another wide receiver we all thought was a solid player. Browns ended up lo- losing out on a player like Nick Cross, who everybody knows was my darling for this year. But, you know, Martin Emerson, cornerback, obviously out of Mississippi State, um, you know, comes with some tools. So certainly going to need some refinement in a cornerback room that, you know, is going to be a work in progress for the 2023 season. So you want to get somebody in here, get his feet wet. So if there is going to be a a bigger opportunity for playing time, he's ready to go. Plus, think about this cornerback room. Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Ty Hill, Greedy Williams, A.J. Green, Every single one of them missed time last year. We talk about how much Joe Woods loves his secondary. We talk about how important Joe Woods' secondary play is working in unison with the Cleveland Browns pass rush. But every one of the cornerbacks on the Browns roster missed time last year. There's no way around it. It's factual information. It's true. So bringing another cornerback into the room and Martin Emerson Jr., 
He's not going to take anybody's playing time right away. That's certainly not going to happen, but it's something to work with. He brings a size element, brings a willing, fierce tackler element to him. Martin Emerson into the cornerback room. Alex Wright will go into the rotation at defensive end with Chase Winovich, most likely Jadavian Clowney, most likely Miles Garrett. The size speaks for itself. North of six foot five, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. He's a smart enough player to get his hands up when he's engaged to try and knock balls down. He's shown the ability to do that with four last year for UAB. Um, there will be a you know a talent arc for him as he's going to go against some talent that he has never seen before. Um, so he's certainly going to have to put in some work. There's no question there. Um, but some solid work thus far for the Browns at the wide receiver position, at the cornerback position, at the defensive end position. The Browns, this was a draft once the Deshaun Watson deal was made where the Browns were not chasing starters. They were chasing depth. And some of this, for some of these guys, it's going to be more about 2023 than maybe it's necessarily going to be about 2022. And, you know, that's the way good organizations work. It's the good way good organizations operate. We're going to get back here, see what's kind of maybe left on the board here for day three for the Cleveland Browns, who now hold three selections in the fourth round, a sixth round selection, two sevenths. Are they going to make all six of these picks? I certainly don't think so. I just don't see it happening. Um, But we'll see what they can get. Bang for the buck here as the Browns head into day three of the NFL draft. We'll be back. We'll talk about that in just one moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. So we've talked about the Browns' big trade down from 44 to 68. Obviously, it cost a lot of uh, possible prospects here that were fan favorites and certainly content creator darlings like myself. A lot of players lost in that process. Um, but the Browns able to acquire, I'm sorry, draft Martin Emerson Jr., um, they draft Alex Wright. They draft wide receiver David Bell. The Browns on the clock here for six selections in day three. Do they make them? Not necessarily sure. Browns will be on the clock at pick 108, 118, 124, 202, 223, and 246. The Cleveland Browns, your six selections that they currently hold heading into day three of the NFL draft. I want to talk a little bit about Maybe what's available here for the Browns. First, we're going to look at the tight end position. Daniel Bellinger out of San Diego State. This is a player that we've talked about a lot through the process. Uh, Good blocker, good enough receiver. Um, I think the Browns tight end is going to be something they're going to address somewhere along the line here today. They love to play three of them. If you love to play three of them, you need a bunch of them. Um, And obviously, with David Njoku, with Harrison Bryant and Fold, there's going to be more needed. We've talked in the past about a player like Isaiah Likely. One of the things the Browns might have that interests him is Isaiah Likely is a former wide receiver turned tight end. So is that something that could have some appeal to them? Um, I've done a bunch. I've talked about Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State, a little bit older, but bigger, 
athletic, good blocker. My guy Chigo Okonkwo out of Maryland. If the Browns are maybe looking to go to an H-back route to maybe replace a fullback type of position, Chigo Okonkwo is a guy that can play that role and play it in spades. James Mitchell out of Virginia Tech would have been a much, much higher pick if he had not torn the ACL in September. Um, You also have a player, Cole Turner out of Nevada, pretty good player. Jalen Wadmeyer was a Top thought of tight end till his testing was just absolutely terrible. May end up even undrafted, but could be a player on the Browns' radar. Those are some names for the Browns there <coughs> to look at, <coughs> to look at at the tight end position. Flipping over to wide receiver, would the Browns double dip? We'll see. But Khalil Shakur, player we've talked a bunch about out of Boise State, still available. Kyle Phillips, solid player out of UCLA, he's still available. Justin Ross, a, he would come in to be the biggest wide receiver the Browns had. Um, a player that a few years ago was highly regarded at the wide receiver position before the neck injury at Clemson obviously cost him a ton of time. And to this point throughout in the NFL draft, has certainly cost him the opportunity to get drafted higher. Bo Melton, still around out of Rutgers. Interesting name, crazy athletic. Um, had a lot of success in a Rutgers team that really couldn't pass the ball. Um, so we'll see if anything comes from that. Would the Browns have any any interest in a running back? Maybe a Zamir White out of Georgia. Maybe a Pierre Strong, an absolute just jackrabbit with speed out of South Dakota State. Isaiah Spiller is still on the board, and Isaiah Spiller is a running back that a lot of people were extremely, extremely high on. I'm going to flip it over here to the defensive side of the ball now. Um, you're looking at maybe what's still available. Would the Browns have interest to go back at pass rusher? Kingsley Anabare, here's a guy that we once thought maybe could be a possible selection at 44 overall. Would the Browns have interest in Kingsley Anabare here, maybe in the beginning of day three? I've talked a lot about Tyreek Smith out of Ohio State. He's a player I like as a pass rusher. Um, I think he could come in, be your third, fourth pass rusher right away. He's got a great, great first step. Um, so see if the Browns have interest, maybe possibly the former Buckeye. Browns still haven't taken a defensive tackle to this point. Perry on Winfrey is a player I talked about a ton. I thought he had a great senior bowl week. Um, really quick first step, able to get in the backfield. One of my personal favorites in this class, John Ridgeway out of Arkansas, six foot five, three twenty, still sitting here available at the beginning of day four. Is there a possibility the Browns? Pull the plug on the former Razorback. Uh, Going to kick it on down here. I want to look just, of course, <clears throat> if the Browns didn't view Martin Emerson Jr. as a safety, you know what's left in the safety class. First name that stands out, Ron McKinley Jr. out of Oregon. Had a really, really solid career. I'm kind of surprised Ron McKinley is still available at this point in time. Leon O'Neill out of Texas A&M, pretty nice player, pretty nice career down there at College Station. So these are some of the names I'm looking for uh, to this point here, looking at the linebacker position. I just don't see the Browns having any interest in the linebacker position. Um, maybe Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Pete talked about him the other day, player he was kind of high on. High on. Damone Clark, there's an injury with Damone Clark out of LSU. Is there an opportunity here the Browns would have some interest in Damone Clark in a stash role? Um, at where maybe he's just you know stashed away for 2022 and is a player that we see in 2023. So here for me are some of the names that I'm looking at for the Browns. Most likely here at 108, 118, 124 as the Browns hold what will be uh, 19 of the first. Uh, they hold three of the 19 first selections here to start the fourth round. Um, again, there's certainly a possibility they're going to trade down some out of some of these picks. I don't see them making six picks here. Um, 
is this specialist on board for everybody who wants to know? Um, is it a possibility Cade York could be the guy? Could you get the big Aussie punter? Um, maybe there's ways the Browns are looking to go here today. We'll see. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's sold on Chase McLaughlin, Chase McLaughlin being the Browns kicker for the 2022 season. So certainly stuff to monitor here as day three rolls on on uh, in the NFL j- draft for your Cleveland Browns. So to this point, Browns get started Friday night with a big trade back from 44 to 68. Recoup a pick in the third round, recoup two fourth round picks. Um, they take Martin Emerson Jr., cornerback out of Mississippi State, six foot one and a half, 200 pounds, more of a tackler than a guy who's going to create turnovers. Um, then you get Alex Wright, the big, big edge at a UAB, six foot five, 270, knows how to use his length, very, very productive in his time down in Birmingham. Then wide receiver David Bell out of Purdue. Again, no wide receiver in the draft had more receiving yards between 2019 to 2021 than David Bell at almost 3,000 total yards. Again, Browns are drafting depth. They're not drafting starters. They're drafting players that can maybe be future starters, but they're not drafting starters for now. Um, And of course, a lot of this with the return of this draft class, if anybody's upset, when you give up three first round picks and you go get a player like Deshaun Watson, it's going to eat the return of what your draft class is going to be. It's just a fact. But we'll get back later today. We'll give you the day three breakdown. We'll give you a full breakdown on everything the Browns have done in this draft class. For all the new listeners that have been along this week, appreciate you for joining us. Lockdown Browns, we are a daily podcast. We will be on YouTube imminently five days a week here on Lockdown Browns. To all the Lockdown Browns listeners, we appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out. It means the world to me. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Boys and girls, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.